in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. CSPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're, of course, seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. You can join us in the chat. You can get the alerts whenever we go live here from the Angle Studio. It is a Thursday. And welcome into the program. I mean... This is probably one of the deadest times. Oh, it's brutally awful that we have ever had. Like I, I, I thought about. Are y'all ready to talk NBA basketball? Uh, no, 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 not even kind of a little bit. We might talk some. Uh, we are going to talk some college basketball coming up uh, later on in the program, at least for just a little bit. Um, that'll be coming up later on in this hour. Uh, we will uh, obviously do what we do here. We are Beer City's football club. Jeremy, ever since you said that to me yesterday, I can't get that out of my mind. We do have shirts in the new merch store that say that very thing. I like that a lot. Beer City's football club. The r- real football club. Yeah, not the one they're talking about in the chat. Yeah, yeah, no. That's uh that's that's footy. We don't we don't talk footy on this show. Uh it's all about the uh the, all about the NFL. Uh yesterday was National Signing Day as well, and I dude, I don't care. I don't care. I wish I why, had. Why saw- would you care? Uh, you get excited about these guys in a year from now. They're playing for your right. rival. I wish I had seen this stat yesterday when we were talking about the uh, the, the transfer portal and the impact on it. But it was uh, between 2018 and 2021, Alabama had recruited a hundred players, and 42 of them had transferred. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you're at. So we live it's in hard a- to get excited about getting the five-star freshman when you know that they could just leave if they don't like the way things go if they don't get the if they don't get the playing time if somebody sneezes in their direction that they feel assaulted by they could just pick up and leave and go somewhere else part of the unpredictability of 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 college football is to me it's a it's part of the allure now and I get most people don't feel that way. Do you? Do you? I, I mean, does it hurt? I ranted interest? about I, I ranted about this for an hour yesterday. Right, uh, but I mean, yes, it's it's annihilated my interest. Oh, Florida State had a great day yesterday, and do I even kind of care? No, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Colorado, yeah, yesterday was a great day for you. You will be super relevant for two years. And then, <laughs> bye. And then when Deion Sanders leaves, he's going to take all of his recruits with him. Just like he did at Jackson State. Correct. Travis Hunter headed to Colorado. Weird. Who didn't see that coming? I did enjoy the yesterday. Well, Kirby Smart's talked to Travis Hunter a couple times, and he could be interested in Georgia. No, he's not. No, he's, not. No, he's interested in Prime. Mm-hmm. 
And in secret time, Colorado will be bowl eligible next year and will be a contender for the playoff two years from now. And if that does happen, then Deion Sanders will more than likely be taking that next step up in his coaching career, which good for him. But it is, uh, you know, it, it is difficult for a lot of people to get that adherence to recruits. Anyhow, just a, that's the first rabbit hole of the day here on uh, ESPN Asheville. We, uh, again, welcome everybody into the program. And Ryan Tannehill, he's going to be the opener of the opening drive today. And the opening drive always brought to you by Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. 629 Brevard Road is where you can go to get your deal on your next vehicle, whether it is a uh, brand new vehicle or a certified pre-owned from Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Mention our name, mention the show name, the Sportsocracy. They'll give you $250 on top of what are your whatever your trade-in is worth. Uh, I am currently in a Nissan Murano, brand new SL 2023 with all the bells and whistles. I took it to my local Ingles on Saturday, and basically it did everything short of pick the groceries out for me. <laughs> Get now, right out the door, remote start, heated steering wheel, all the nice things. Nice little mat in the back. I, I Do you have one of those? I do not. That big weather tech mat that's a oh. I will never drive another car without that. Your groceries stay in the right place. Mm-hmm. Your bread's in, in good shape. And there's a little shelf that you can put the breakable things See, on. See, my Rogue's got the shelf. Oh, I love, the shelf I love to be able to put the, you know, put the eggs and the bread and the sensitive things up on top of that little shelf there so they don't get crushed by the watermelon that continuously rolls around in my back. Yeah, and with the mat? The watermelon won't roll around because it's grooved. (laughs) So 629 Brevard Road mentioned that uh, we sent you from the sportsocracy. Ryan Tannehill going to miss the rest of the season, it looks like, for the Tennessee Titans. He's got an ankle injury, the same ankle injury that he missed time with earlier. They have now decided that he's going to have to have surgery. Uh, He's a TG. Tough guy. Tough guy. Yeah. He missed one drive last week with this same injury. Taped it up, came right back mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know why. It's because he's so afraid of losing his position to Malik Willis. Well, and here's the thing. He's already lost it. Now, we, look, we all knew this was the last year of Ryan Tannehill. There is absolutely no way you can bring him back next year. The money, how easy it is to get out of it. And this triggered me going down a rabbit hole of exactly how many teams in the NFL are going to have different quarterbacks next year. Hmm. It's way more than I would have ever thought. Really? I mean, it felt like we had a tidal wave of that this past offseason. And there's no way that the offseason could be as volatile for quarterbacks this upcoming offseason. And I'm going to say I could see a path that this offseason makes last look like a Tonka toy. Wow. You have too many teams that are in a window. Take Tennessee, for example, because I'm not telling you that it's going to be Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you it's not going to be Ryan Tannehill because you've officially gotten to the point where you can't trust him. Yeah. It, what you asked him to do, not turn the ball over, be mobile, be able to run play action, and be enough of a threat. Well, he showed this year he can do that in some games. And at others, he's not quite that same threat. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Malik Willis or whether it's someone else, I think you've seen the last of Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, we'll expound on that uh, coming up later on in the program. Also, the uh, Pro Bowl rosters came out. We'll talk some snubs. 
later on in the program. I posted a video on Facebook of Ron Rivera uh, telling his special teamer that was undrafted and been and been cut off a couple teams. That that was a nice story. And here's the thing: there was there was some dust in my house. Got maybe <laughs> some allergies. <laughs> Jeremy's heart grew a little bit. Look at that! It is the Christmas season. Speaking of the Christmas season, we have the winners to announce except for one we have seven our, winners so we had eight matchups that have been on our social medias uh in the story of our facebook yes the merry madness tournament deciding who what is the greatest of all time christmas movie we're allowing you to vote on the matchups tournament style and we 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 got we have the results i mean we have blowouts all in over large the place. Part. All over the place, one except upset, for one matchup. One upset that I would say was really an upset, except for the fact I told you it was going to happen. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway. I'm, look, I like both, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it at all. Uh, Dame Bramage. That's, that's the only thing that explains that. That's a great movie. Listen here, Emmett Otter. You, you don't get. You like Varmint Christmas? I do. I like bad Santa well, and, and in large part, our audience has spoken and they do too. Uh, apparently so. A uh, lot of, uh, reprehensibles in this crowd. It's shocking, shocking that, uh, that would happen. Uh, anyway, in the Mary madness tournament. So moving on to the next round, we have a Christmas story, stupid dogged Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, which shocked me. I thought that would be much closer. No. Uh, not a chance. Again, it is a top five all-time Christmas movie. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that everybody else follows suit. Much like me with Bad Santa. We'll get there eventually. Uh, Elf creamed Miracle on 34th Street, as it should have. Vacation, Christmas Vacation, not even close with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is good. But you can't touch National Lampoon's no. Christmas Vacation. The Grinch blew out Frosty. Charlie Brown won decidedly over Jack Frost, as it should have. And then you had the Santa Claus beat Scrooge by a large Scrooged by a larger margin than I ever would have imagined. So our threshold was seventy percent. So if you were over 70%, we called it early. It was very obvious. And we had seven that were 70% or higher. Mm -hmm. But then we had one that seems to be completely split down the well, middle. Well, hang on, hang on. And then we had Bad Santa beat It's a Wonderful Life. Didn't just beat it. What is wrong with y'all? Dog walked it. What is wrong with you guys? Dog walked it. It's as awful. I told you it would. Absolutely terrible. Bad taste in movies. All of you, shame on all of you. Uh, yeah, you were you were putting up a funny Billy Bob Thornton movie against Uncle Claire's, mm -hmm. which was made eighty years ago. Mm -hmm. I would say it wasn't predictable, except <laughs> I predictable it. Uh, and then the one that we can't that hasn't been decided yet that's too close to call that we are going to we've got the poll up on the YouTube stream. All three hours, the poll will be up. You guys decide what's the better Christmas movie. Is it Home Alone or Die Hard? Die Hard. And it's Die Hard and it's not even close to me. Oh, this is the hardest one for me. I'll be honest with you. I voted in all of these and it was, it, seven of the eight were easy. 
this was the hard one. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it was for our loyal constituency as well. Look, I like Home Alone, but this is a bad draw. This was a bad draw. I mean, this was the you know the, the, this was ending up with uh, you know I don't know Duke in your bracket. I mean, unless your name is VCU, you may not mind that or Mercer, either one of those. But for the most part, it's one you didn't want to see. That was the worst case scenario for Home Alone was that they got it, it got matched up with Die Hard. And this is where it ends. This is where it goes down. Or not. Early voting tabulations have Home Alone out by a large margin. So go to the YouTube page, subscribe to the channel, vote in the poll. Is it Die Hard or Home Alone as the better Christmas movie? Tomorrow we will have the finality. We will see this to fruition tomorrow on what are what is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. You decide. And I'm I am here again telling you that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And the greatest one mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill not going to play for the Tennessee Titans this week. It's going to be the Malik Willis show. They also went out and signed Josh Dobbs as a backup. So he's not. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. And this he plays not- right into Thursday night football. He will not be back this season, will not be eligible or or be available for the playoffs either should the Tennessee Titans hold on to that. But, folks, I'm here to tell you, I don't know that that's going to happen because now I have serious concerns on whether or not Tennessee can even make the playoffs. And that is what we will be discussing after the break. You're in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at Asheville Outlets as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations. Donate online or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Outlets so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this season. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. It has been the best year of my life because of the PhD weight loss program. I've lost over 90 pounds. I feel like I have a new lease on life. 
because PhD has given me all the tools to success to finally conquer my weight problem. They've given me so much support. I cannot thank the health coaches at PhD enough for helping me stay motivated throughout this entire process. I have long not had a weight problem. I've had a lazy problem. Fast food was easier. Hectic schedule. You just do what you do on the fly. After a year on PhD, I'm back to my high school weight. All of the health issues that I was having have gone away, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD Weight Loss. It is amazing how you feel when you lose a, 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 a tiny person. Losing 90 pounds with PhD in a year, they can help you have the best year of your life going forward. It's time to start making all of those New Year's resolutions. Probably a good time to go over and visit myphdweightloss.com. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? It's ESPN Asheville and Ryan Tannehill. Going to have to have ankle surgery. We'll miss the rest of the season. And the Tennessee Titans are in the danger zone. It's the highway to the danger zone. I mean, well, you're already already at like a six and a half on the FAFO scale. Yes. You've lost four in a row. You haven't beaten anybody this year. Look at the wins that this team has. Their best win is over the Commanders. Right. And that was a last-minute touchdown by Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. and a Carson Wentz interception sealed the game. Mm-hmm. I was very right about this team, and then Mike Vrabel made me question myself. Mm-hmm. And now I'm right back to where I was of, I think this is a well-coached team that has a great big old talent deficiency, mm-hmm. and which last- is why John Robinson is currently sitting in the unemployment line going, we'll work for draft picks. Right. In the last four weeks, they have lost to the Bengals, the Eagles, the Jaguars, and the Chargers. And got housed in two of them. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're bringing Malik Willis back into the fold. He's already made two starts this year. He looked good doing it. And you got the Texans who get close. I mean, they they play tough. That's their goal, play tough but lose. That's one that you could actually lose. Especially with Malik Willis. Right. In bad weather, very cold, a lot of wind. Dallas Cowboys after that, and then at the Jaguars to end out the season. Do, who do you will know be what, playing for a playoff spot. Do you know what the weather forecast is in Tennessee on sun, or on Saturday? At uh, kickoff. I mean, if it's if it's anything like the weather forecast here, it's going to be 2 degrees. 13 with 15 mile an hour winds. There you go. What does that do? That brings you much closer to the center with a, a good team against mm-hmm. a god-awful team. Mm-hmm. And you take Malik Willis, who's a little loosey-goosey with the football, also one of my favorite plays on DraftKings this week, but talk about that later. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're losing to Tennessee or to uh, Houston, excuse me. However, I don't see a way they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. And that sets up a week 18 matchup in Jacksonville, which very well could be for the division. Mm-hmm. The a lot of people have asked me as a Jets fan, how worried am I about Jacksonville? I'm not worried about Jacksonville at all. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, Jacksonville has one path in, and that's the division. It's those other two wild card spots that are difficult for me. Because I, half of these teams have really good matchups, but they need a lot of help. 
And then you look at the teams that don't necessarily need as much help, and the their last three weeks are brutal. This is going to be a fun time. It is going to be a fun time. And if time. you're a Tennessee Titan fan, tonight you should be with me cheering on my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> the Jets take on the Jacksonville Jaguars tonight on Thursday Night Football. I mean, that's the, Jaguars keep winning. Tennessee's got a major problem on their hands. Uh, by the way, tonight, uh, weather also going to be a bit of a problem. Is it going to snow? No, but it's, it's going to rain. Cold. Okay. And be really cold and wet mm -hmm. and windy. Ooh. The bad thing is so this is probably for the, the Jets to win. It it doesn't hurt. The only problem is that I've seen them play in a game like this, and they had 104 total yards in the entire game. It's now, very true. It was against a much Same more formidable too. defense. Same quarterback, too. Yeah, I don't like the Zach Wilson side of this. You shouldn't. I don't like the Zach Wilson side of this at all. But I'll give you a pick for that in the 5 o'clock hour. That's right. That's right. So, I just um, – when John Robinson got fired – we all kind of scratched our heads and went, this we? seems this seems early. Do you, you have a squirrel in your pocket? You, you didn't think that was a strange time in the season to fire your GM. I was shocked he didn't get fired three years ago. So, uh, it, no, it didn't shock me in the least. You can't be this bad drafting and, and keep your job in, mm -hmm. in what is a very pivotal offseason. But why do you – my question was, why would you do it at that point in because the season? Because you just watched A.J. Brown, who you refused to pay beat your brains out and that's one of those where the ownership went all right we're done we're done <laughs> but then they go on and they lose two more games after that and the problem or or, or the th i questioned it at the time why would you do this now why why wouldn't you wait until the end of the season what are you possibly gonna gain from firing john robinson at this point well maybe we saw the writing on the wall of we could end the season with seven straight losses, fall out of the playoffs. I don't think seven straight is on the board, but six of seven very easily. You don't be. think so? I don't see any way they lose to the Texans. Yeah. You believe way more in that team than I do. No, oh, we I play close. No, everybody in the in the NFL. Very few teams get blown out. Uh-huh. Uh, but you never win. This is Justin Fieldsing. Well, it looked good, yeah, and you still lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when the when the newspaper shows up on your door on Monday morning, it's still a big old L, whether you lost by one or you lost by 101. I get it. But my problem when I come back to Tennessee. But with Malik Willis, does that not make that a, a sketchier game? I don't think there's a team in the NFL that the Houston Texans can beat by themselves. You have to beat yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a Mike Vrabel-led team is going to do that. Yeah. Like if they cover maybe but i don't see a way tennessee loses here's my problem i look down the roster up and down what is this team take derrick henry out of it what do you do well nothing you jeffrey simmons you, you well. pass rush well pretty well sometimes uh bud dupree you you remember you remember when i said that that was going to be a gross overpay mm -hmm. you, you see what i'm talking about now 123 qualified edge rushers He's 92nd. Mm -hmm. Your secondary is a disaster at corner. Your safeties are good. But that's that's Tennessee in a nutshell. Well, this is good, but then there's this. Mm -hmm. And I look at that and go, you know, 
I feel like you have enough high-end talent that you're in a window, and this division is really bad. The Texans are awful. The Colts are awful and going to be awful for a year or two. And it's just you and Jacksonville. So I feel like you can't go full term to Malik Willis yet, and you're going to see that in the next three weeks. This could be the greatest blessing in disguise in the history of the NFL. Of Tennessee gets a three-game look at what Malik Willis is, and they can all introspectively get in the room and go, I don't know what the solution is. That's not the solution. He could be three years from now. This kid is light years away from playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I've already seen it. But, but, but he stayed competitive with Kansas City. Go back and watch the tape. Uh, he looked like he won a fan contest to get there. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Tennessee, I don't want to make the playoffs. This is one of those teams I'm telling you right now, I'm hands off. I, I frankly hope we lose out. I want the draft pick. I want to be able to retool, reacclimate. Let Jacksonville make the playoffs. Let them be the team that, that has a home playoff game and gets slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever wins this division, you're going to get dog walked in the playoffs. Because you're going to catch either the Baltimore Ravens or the Miami Dolphins. Good luck. They would both slaughter you. I don't know if Baltimore can slaughter anybody at this point. Okay, wait till the playoffs start. It's funny how well-coached teams in the playoffs tend mm-hmm. to uh, I'm not uh, saying, I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm just saying dog walking. I don't know that they got their walking shoes on just yet. Well, this is a Jacksonville team that's really young going in the playoffs. Or a Tennessee team that has roster holes that a car could fall into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care which one you play. It's not going to go your way. It's not going to end well. And, and I'm good. I don't want to go into the playoffs just to be a chew toy for somebody else. Mm-hmm. This is what I've always said about if you're going to be bad, be bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. Don't be mediocre. Right. Right now, the Tennessee Titans are mediocre. Oh, there's no question about it. Derrick Henry, probably good enough to get you a win over the Houston Texans. But how much longer do you have? How much longer can you actually expect Derrick Henry to be Derrick Henry? You're already on that any any day now territory. And that's where I'm at. Right. You're, you're staring at this going, if we can get another good year out of him, we'll be lucky. So, I mean, you're, you're playing with fire. There's nothing you could do. You just got to hope that he stays healthy as long as possible and doesn't see that drop off. He's not going to be the guy that goes into his age 31 season is still going to be at the top of the league and running people over. This is not going to happen. He's what, 27 years old? 28? I think he's 28. That day's coming. Might be 28 point. when the next season starts, mm-hmm. but he's somewhere in that ballpark. That day is coming really, really quickly where he's going to fall off the off the hill. And I don't think Dontrell Hilliard, though he has played good in spots, I don't think he's your answer. When something, God forbid, happens to Derrick Henry, I know we saw it last year down the stretch of the regular season. They still made the playoffs despite the Derrick Henry injury. But I don't like it. I, I mean, you think you're going to do it again? Especially after you advance another year. Well, and this leads into what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, Pro Football Focus has put out an article about what specific quarterbacks that maybe don't have a landing spot for next year would be worth and where they could potentially land. Some of it is hilarious. 
Wait till I tell you what they think Russell Wilson is worth. That is Chicago Bear-level delusion. We'll talk about that after we get weird. Or just about outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It's okay. It's I okay. Swear, it's holiday week. I it's swear I'm going to, in the new year, I'm putting a sign up that says, just a bit outside's in the three o'clock hour. <laughs> Weird's in the four and crimes is in the five. Look, I do it too. I hit the wrong music every now and then. It's not uh, not that big of a deal. I, I, You know what? I give you points for trying to do the segue. I'm going to be honest with you. My effort level in this Christmas week would not be acceptable in most preschools. <laughs> I'm not putting the Play-Doh back in the right container. The finger paints are on the wall. It's Christmas time. Yep. Okay? It is Christmas time. It's also, uh, you know, it, it's it's college basketball time. For some of us, I know NFL is a number one, and we focus on that. we got the college football playoff and all the bowl games coming up this week, but but it's starting to become basketball time, and it's a good time for the Tar Heels to be hitting their stride. Well, they were hitting a lot of things last night. Oh, yes, they were. Uh, as, as, as was Michigan. That that it, about turned into a uh, into a whole MMA bout. At North Carolina beat Michigan last night 80-76. to It's their fourth straight win. They took down Ohio State last weekend. Now they got back-to-back wins over Big Ten schools, and it was the Jumpman Invitational at the Hive in Charlotte both jump man schools michael jordan owns the, you get it anyway they have i'm a marketing guy trust me yeah i got it i wasn't explaining it to you oh, oh you're talking to me well i of course i am you're the only one in the building uh anyhow during the game last night who's shocked Juwan howard lost his mind again he likes to do that he gets upset with the referees and he starts jawing at the ref well, the the team sees how irate he's getting, and they go and do the responsible thing, much like they tried to do in the what was that the Wisconsin game last year, when he was getting into it with Wisconsin's head coach, and they were trying to back him off. And here's Jawan Howard again, like screaming at his players like they're like they're his boys, like he's in the club somewhere, and they're trying to pull him off of a guy that that is being belligerent and drunk. And he's screaming at him, get your effing hands off of me. And Why does this shock anybody? It this is exactly who Juwan Howard was as a player. It doesn't shock me. It's just, how long are you going to do this? How long are you going to put up with this? How, because long, how long are you going to keep winning? I have I mean, zero problem with this. Is he winning at a higher level than John Balin won at? Oh, well, yeah. yeah there you go. This is Lloyd Carr syndrome all over again. Mm-hmm. Is, Jim, is Jim Harbaugh better than Lloyd Carr was? Yeah. Then maybe, maybe you should figure out exactly where you fit in the pantheon of right. college basketball and understand this is the good times. After he laid hands on the Wisconsin coach last year and they did all the anger management thing and told him he had to go to anger management classes and stuff like that, well, apparently it hasn't worked. It's a bad look for Michigan. And I'm just curious when it when is it when is he going to snap? Because I feel like that's coming. He's Did he gonna, ever snap in the NBA? He's going to have another incident. Did he ever snap in the NBA? I don't know. The answer is no. I have absolutely no problem with this. Really? Mm-hmm. Would we have even mentioned this game if it wasn't for that? No. There you go. 
There you go. You're learning this with with Coach Prime at Colorado. There is there is bad publicity, mm-hmm. but in the NCAA right now, there ain't much of it. If I can get if I can get people to talk about me, I'm doing something right. Yeah. And recruits see it and they like it. I can tell you, I was a coach. I was not as fiery as Juwan Howard, but I wasn't far off of it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to look at an official and go. Oh, the damn whistle! Because <laughs> sometimes that's important. Yeah, but it's not the it's not the referee interaction that gets me. It's the interaction with the kids, or I, we call them kids. Everybody calls them kids. They're not kids. They're young, grown men mm-hmm. that he's supposed to be a leader of. That he's supposed to be setting the example for. And that to me, it's just it, it's god awful. We watch football coaches do things like this all the time. Why is it a problem with Joel Howard? Name a football coach who cussed out one of his players. Cussed out one of his players? Uh, yeah. new, UA- new UAB coach Trent Dilfer, who I watched bounce his hand off somebody's helmet, and I had no problem with that. I don't remember that. That's when he was in, at that high school in Nashville. It trended on Twitter. We talked about it on this show. I, okay. We have no problem with when football coaches do this. The reason you don't like this is because we're not used to seeing basketball coaches do it. I can tell you, I played for some rather intense coaches. They were some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Some kids like to be coached, and some kids like a fiery coach. Jawan Howard's just fine. I've heard this narrative all day long. If you don't want that, go play for Fran McCaffrey mm-hmm. uh, at Iowa, who has his own problems. <laughs> and anger's one of them, and I would wager today he's pretty angry. Uh-huh. Because last night his Iowa Hawkeyes did something that's never been done in the modern era of basketball. They lost to Eastern Illinois. If you don't know much about that team, you shouldn't because they're pretty awful. So they beat Iowa last night, 92-83. They were a 31-and-a-half-point underdog. By comparison, our UNCA Asheville Bulldogs, UNC Asheville Bulldogs, were a 22-and-a-half-point favorite to number 10 Arkansas last night. This was the biggest loss in modern college basketball history against the number. The previous high was 27 and a half. Do you happen to remember who that was? No. That would be Stephen F. Austin when they went into Cameron and beat the Doogies. <laughs> that was a good day. That was a good day. That was a good day. Uh, there were two more that were 26-point victories. Charleston Southern beat Missouri in 2019 as a 26-point dog, and Gardner-Webb beat Kentucky as a 26-point dog in 2007. Mm-hmm. This beat that by four full points it's a bad look it's a, it's a bad day it's a bad day to have a. you chose a bad day to have a bad day it's not a good year for iowa sports no football team couldn't score if the other if the defense went home exactly you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. who needs a quarterback we'll talk about it up next if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch 
At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. 2023 in the NFL. The offseason could see, according to Flostradamus Jeremy Green, as much if not more quarterback movement than we had in this past offseason. And that seems insane. Well, if you look down the, the pantheon of the NFL... How many teams do you look at and go, if you had a better quarterback, you would be a legitimate contender? New England Patriots, New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're both in that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but we just used the first rounder on one two years ago. I don't care. If you hadn't figured it out in two years, you don't have the guy. I feel like San Francisco is probably there with, with Brock Purdy, I, I guess. They have a lot of guys that strike me as very similarly talented. I mean, but that's Trey Lance, right? I don't know. I, I'm tired of trying to figure it out with San Francisco. San Francisco is like the drunk guy at the bar that can't figure out if they want to go home or if they want to have another drink. I I, I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to do something, but you're kind of outside of this conversation. You got to get, yeah, you got to go full in with Trey Lance. I don't see that I in don't the market. I think you have to do that because by that logic, you should have done the same thing in Green Bay with Jordan Love. And I never believed that for a second. No, you invested a first round them, pick. Do you see them as equals? Jordan Talons? Love and Trey Lance? No, you had a first round investment in both. Yeah. But I mean, that's your logic, right? It's where you took him. It's not anything you've seen. What have you seen on a football field that tells you Trey Lance is going to be the long term starter for the San Francisco 49ers? I haven't seen anything. There you he's go. only started four games. There you go. So if you take away the fact he was the third pick in the draft, you would argue he's the third best quarterback on that team. With what limited sample size you've seen. Okay, then move past that. Because I'll be honest with you, I think you should go either Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo and and try to recoup some value for Trey Lance. Because there's too many teams that are desperate for it. Mm -hmm. Baltimore, they're going to run into a problem. I think Seattle has an interesting decision. There's a lot of teams that fall into this. But what got me thinking about this was Pro Football Focus put out an article this morning. It was by Brad Spielberger talking about what would be fair value for quarterbacks that we don't necessarily know where they're going to land. Okay. The ones that he discussed were Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Lamar Jackson, 
Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Davis Mills. Okay. And some of these are comically stupid. Russell Wilson was a projected trade to the New Orleans Saints, which, by the way, I could actually, in in theory, kind of see. Mm-hmm. For two ones, a two, and a third. Stop talking. There is absolutely no shot that Russell Wilson gets that, but I also think there's a shot he's not in Denver. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my point with with Tennessee. You have a lot of these decisions like Ryan Tan- like Ryan Tannehill. You can go in with what you have, but do you not know exactly how that's going to look? If you're Denver and you ride in the next year, let's ride with Russell Wilson. Are you really going to try to sell me your Super Bowl contender? New coach, off-season additions, draft class. Nothing you're going to do is going to prove is going to make me feel hunky dunky about that. Right. And that's how I feel about Tennessee. I feel like if anybody is going to make one of these big moves, that's the team that does it. New Orleans? No, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. I've heard the Aaron Rodgers thing a hundred times. Well, of course. If you listen to Colin Cowherd, he, he he can't stop mentioning it. Well, I mean, nobody can stop mentioning it because it's a it, it, he is a... Because he bought a house in Nashville. He it, Well, he is a dynamic quarterback that is worth talking about. But if anybody was going to do that, tell me why any other team would do it other than the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. You're going to inherit an insane contract. It's basically two years, $108 million. Right. You think the Jets are going to do that? Because if you do, i got a bridge to sell you. No. That was the uh, that was the landing spot for Aaron Rodgers in this article. For two ones and two, uh, for one, two ones and two twos. <laughs> As a Jets fan, I'm good. I'll pass. But that seems like okay market value. Yeah, I'm good. I, I, I'm good. I'm Seacrest out. This team is going to win based off defense and running the ball. Oh, for your team, yes. yes but I'm saying year. in general for the rest of the league, like for Tennessee. That's too high to me, but I could see that being what it, being mm-hmm. what he got. Mm-hmm. And if you're Tennessee, you haven't done the greatest job of first and second round picks anyway. So It was crazy for Russell Wilson. For Aaron Rodgers, I don't feel like it's that crazy. Who's five years older. Yeah. But do I think a team could do it? But he's also Absolutely better. I do. You thought going before this year, you thought there was a vast just chasm between Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I feel like if I pulled the receipts on that, that uh, I don't necessarily know that that's true, but it's very obvious now. Yeah, because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has always been a – I've never seen Russell Wilson as a like a top five elite of the elites quarterback no but you were also one that was saying this was a good deal for denver i i I mean i thought it could be i thought there was a very good chance that it would come in because i had said how much i like this team and i said the year before all they need is a quarterback you get a guy like russ who's not to me not in the elite of the elites but he's in the elite tier or was before this season now he's down around the Derek carr you know not not really elite, but he's pretty good. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. I feel like Russell has fallen into that realm now. Well, it's ironic you mentioned Derek Carr because he was also mentioned in this article. Mm-hmm. To your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm all here for it. For a one and a three. In.
all the way in. Do it today. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Give Derek Carr with with those weapons. Hopefully, you're going to get Tristan Wirfs back. Put some of the draft capital into an offensive line into the left tackle. I could see that. Well, you, you're going to need a left tackle because Donovan Smith is awful. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, you know, he had he had one good year, and that's great. You won a Super Bowl in that yeah, year. Yeah, so did Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He had one great year too. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing violence today. Yeah, Just, I, I, I I'm trying that. to see how many people I, I can incite in one day. No, I, I I I would be all for that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you sign sign me up right now. I will let him be my problem. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this is just look at the volatility. Usually, at least in my experience with the NFL, when you see this many things, there are this many question marks of it could be A, it could be B, or it could be C. Mm-hmm. That tends to lead to off seasons like what we just saw. Because you have a ton of teams that are high-level competitive. And there's one quarterback that we haven't mentioned yet that I hated this when I saw it. And the more I've thought about it, I can't poke a hole in it. Who's going to move? We'll talk about it up next right here in the Sportsocracy. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at Asheville Outlets as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations. Donate online or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Outlets so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this season when i finally drove the old car into the grave i knew there was only one place i was gonna go fred anderson nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan and yes they treat you like family i went in told them what i was looking for told them my budget and in no time i was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. The Sportsocracy. One thing that you're going to have to remember, one most important fact, is to protect your quarterback me who should be on the move as far as quarterbacks go in the nfl uh look i'm i went through the list and i think there are no doubters here and i'll give you the list you tell me if you're following with me here jeremy Uh, so atlanta carolina houston indianapolis the rams new orleans pittsburgh tampa bay tennessee those are the no doubters to me. Pittsburgh was I didn't mean to hit the bell on Pittsburgh. You're, they're they're still locked in on Kenny Pickett. Okay. You used the first round pick on him. You did, and you haven't even given him a, given him a whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not moving past that. Well, they're definitely going to get an experience backup. 
Well, I have one of those. Mitch yeah, Trubisky. Stop that. Stop that. So those are the ones that are definitives. Baltimore's an interesting question. Baltimore is the – I think that is the the tipping point of the offseason. Mm-hmm. And he was – Lamar Jackson was also mentioned in this, that the Baltimore Ravens could franchise him, get three ones, a two this year, and a three next year. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if I'm Baltimore and somebody offers that, in this it was the New York Giants, I'm in. I'm in. He's already on the plane. We're good. Not because I have problems with Lamar. You're seeing the durability issues as you go. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where I'm at with Ryan Tannehill. If I knew I had you for 17 games, of course you're the right call. And that's where I'm at with Baltimore. How many years now? How many years do we have to do this with the Baltimore Ravens where you get into this crunch time of of, of the, the last four weeks of the season and either Lamar is hurt, he's out, or he's sick? We've done it three years in a row. He will not play this weekend. And there is a possibility. I think it's a va- a a fading one. There's a possibility Baltimore loses out and misses the playoffs. And if they do, there is no doubt to me, you have to make a move of some kind. Mm-hmm. Have to. And I'm in the same boat with Balt- with uh, Tennessee. I now need Ryan Tannehill more than ever. And you're hurt. He has, that has not been a, a, a long-term problem with him. The problem with him is inconsistency. And that's where I'm at for the offseason. You have so many of these. Well, in a perfect world, we don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a fair world. We live in a world where you, this is the way it is. And so there's a possibility that Tennessee is going to fade off into the into the ether in this playoff race. Because you are now going to have to play two games to decide your playoff future with a quarterback that I said would not be ready to play a game for three years. And you're going to see it. You're going to see this put on a platter for you of, okay, this is your backup plan. But there's this there's this guy, Captain Hiawaska, maybe not loving the way things are going in Green Bay. Maybe if you uh, ponied up, they'd be willing to talk. If Aaron Rodgers was to move, it would be to a team that has a shot to win. Now. Tennessee Titans. It's the only one that makes any sense. I've gone through the entire league. Now, do I think he's going to? No. But are there enough volatile pieces that I could see somebody moving there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Tennessee, you said you didn't understand why they fired John Robinson. I 100% do. You've missed a ton of draft picks. I don't understand why they did it mid-season. To get a leg up on it. Because it was it was put on a platter for you of, this is the reason that you are not our guy. Because A.J. Brown is the receiver that, if we had him on this team, we would have had this division locked up three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this Jacksonville Jaguar thing would not matter. Instead, you rode with a rookie and a rookie tight end and a slew of fours, and you've let the Jacksonville Jaguars possibly take the division away from you and slam your window shut. Right. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We will talk Tar Heel football, Tar Heel basketball coming up after the Sports Center update. It will be Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. We got the showdown with Oregon coming up in the Holiday Bowl. We got the big wins these uh, past two games against Ohio State and Michigan on the hardwood. We'll get Jones's thoughts on all of it next. 
He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can get us on YouTube as well. Watch the show live each and every day from the Ingalls studio. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that'll get you into the chat and then but more importantly it gets you the ability to vote in the polls each and every day and we're trying to decide greatest christmas movies of all time we've got the merry madness bracket we've been putting out the matchups all this week we will continue to do this we'll wrap it up all tomorrow where we will crown the greatest of all time we had one matchup was too close to call in our social media voting. And we're going to bring in an expert here to help us make this decision, or at least weigh in on the conundrum here. It's Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, here on a uh, a Tar Heel time on a Thursday afternoon. And uh, Jones, welcome into the show. We have a problem. We cannot decide, or our listeners have been too close to call on Die Hard or Home Alone? What's the better Christmas movie? Your opinion? No, that's home, uh, it's Home Alone. I'm going all uh, all in on Home Alone. I love Die Hard, and I'm fine with Die Hard being classified as a Christmas movie. I tell you, I had never seen Die Hard until Tank. I'm going to say maybe two to three years ago. Carolina was flying somewhere a long way away, and uh, so I watched it on the flight. Um, uh, to wherever the Tarles were going, I don't remember, but I really, really enjoyed it. I love Die Hard, but come on, uh, Home Alone, all in. I mean, Die Hard, you got the Christmas angle. Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. That one's uh, I'm all in on Home Alone on on this one, and it it still holds up. Like I have my 11 year old son uh, was watching Home Alone two nights ago and laughing at it. So it holds up even today. I'm going Home Alone. Just wait. Uh, give him a couple more years. You'll find out how much Die Hard holds up as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. He may. That's right. He may change gears. So I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the, the the greatest quote, or one of the greatest quotes in movie history, "Yippee ki yay." I mean, that it doesn't get. It never gets outdated. That's true. There. The the good part is that uh, both these movies are fantastic, and we can enjoy them both. That's the real we're we're the real winners here. Tom. Absolutely. All right, there you have it from the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel. He says Home Alone over Die Hard, and right now in the poll, yes, uh, Home Alone has a sizable lead. Uh, once we put this forward for the three hour voting, sixty two percent to thirty eight percent Home Alone over Die Hard right now. So so the the, the public listening to the sportsocracy is with you jones um all right let, let's talk some hardwood we, we we have always opened up with the football but right now i want to put football on the back burner because basketball has taken center stage here with the break right before the the bowl game and especially with this winning streak the tar heels are on and the last two wins over a top 25 team in ohio state and then the win over michigan 
last night. What has changed in these last four games that is uh, sparking the winning streak here? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear that Carolina's just playing better basketball in total um, over this four games. I, I do think, Tank, just the the length and difficulty of that road trip, um, and I know that sounds like an excuse, but I, I do think that long road trip really uh, affected Carolina just in, in several ways. Yeah, they were playing good teams. Uh, Carolina didn't play very well. And as Hubert Davis has said multiple times, yet he didn't feel like his team ever had a chance to, to regroup a little bit and, and practice and work on things and talk about things because they were already they, they were always busy preparing for the next opponent. Mm-hmm. It, it was coming so fast with the amount of games plus the amount of travel. Um, yeah, Coach Davis has said he just didn't feel like he had a chance to get with his team and, and for them to get better. They, they just had to kind of roll with it, prepare for the next opponent, and, and try to get better a little bit uh, in-game action and on the fly. And, and while that's not impossible, I think it is difficult to do, especially early in the season. And so when Carolina got that week, and, and don't forget, they didn't have Armando Baycott for the game against uh, Virginia Tech, and, and that made a difference. Um, and then when they got in that week between Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech and the Heels had a chance to, to practice and to be together and to talk about what was going right and what wasn't going right and to change some things, and yeah, I do think that's helped them. Um, as far as on the court itself, yeah, there's, there's three things to me, Tank, that have really improved. One is the rebounding. Um, that has always been a strength as long as I can remember of Carolina, whether that was Coach Smith, Coach Williams, or Coach Davis last season um, in his limited time as the head coach. You know, rebounding has always been something that Carolina has been very good at and, and has always been a positive factor for the Tar Heels. It was not that way, even against some teams early in the year, that you would assume that Carolina would have a sizable rebounding advantage against. It just wasn't happening. And so I do think the rebounding numbers um, have significantly improved for Carolina. I think the Tar Heels have been able to run so much better. Um, Carolina was not getting out in transition hardly at all. Um, the first, I'll say, seven, eight games of the season or so. Um, I think from the Virginia Tech, even with the loss in that game, but, but especially starting with Georgia Tech, the last four or five games, Carolina's been running more effectively, more efficiently, and, and with more purpose. Um, Hubert Davis has talked some about how they, they've tweaked how they've run a little bit too, having Armando Baycott go straight to the front of the rim or whoever the five-man is. A lot of times it's Baycott, of course, um, going straight to the front of the rim instead of hanging back and setting drag screens from the guards or for the guards. I think that's opened the court up some for Carolina. And, and when you are doing point three that I'm about to get to, which is Carolina's passing the ball more effectively, um, that helps in the run game, too, because you want to run when you know you might get the ball. And so I think that the desire to run is stronger because Carolina's passing the ball better, and not just passing in the full court, but they are passing better within their, their half-court offense as well. Hubert Davis says it all the time. He he wants you to make an extra pass to go from a good shot to a great shot. And I think Carolina's really done that effectively. So to me, um, in addition to just improved play as individuals and as a team, 
to me, those are the three real key areas that we've seen a, a big improvement is is rebounding, is transition, and is sharing the basketball. Uh, and I was listening on Monday night. You can hear it right here on ESPN Asheville on uh, the, the the Hubert Davis uh, coaches show that, uh, um, you know, Hubert was talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, He's talking about putting more defensive pressure on teams and playing mm-hmm. playing more press defense and and that creating more of the turnovers and keeping that up tempo style, allowing for the fast breaks and you know when he was talking about, it, I was like, well, well, yeah, I mean, because that's one of the things that sparked the run of uh, of last year. I guess one of the things that took me back about the slow start to this season was was thinking how much we had returning and how much chemistry, I guess, maybe I thought was was just going to be automatic. Yeah, I'd say two things. First, about the defensive pressure. I mean, Carolina is not, you know, the old 40 minutes of hell defense from Arkansas back yeah. in the 1990s. But I do think they have judiciously used that um, – in a couple of important moments, most notably in that second half against Ohio State. And, yeah, I don't think Carolina wants to be a team that is full-court pressing all the time, and we haven't seen that. But uh, you have seen it at some – It just sprinkle it in, and then if you need to do it for an extended amount of time, if, like in the Ohio State game, you're trying to um, make a comeback, you're trying to get some opportunities for points in a short amount of time – um, then it's something I think Carolina continues to work on and has been pretty good at when they've shown it. Um, something that Coach Davis mentioned on Monday is if you are going to do that, then you're going to have to be willing and ready to play more players because obviously you're, you're ex- exerting more energy with what you're doing. And so I think as Carolina continues to try to uh, – secure players on the bench that it feels comfortable uh, going to regardless of time score or situation in the game that will that storyline will continue to develop and I I think they found a couple I mean I think Puff Johnson and Seth Trimble at this point Carolina is willing to put those guys in whenever is needed Um, that they're continuing to try to bring Jalen Washington along of course DeMarco Dunn you know got hurt in that Indiana game I I thought he was starting to earn um, some of that trust as well and so that that will be a continuing storyline but I think as Carolina builds more depth you may see some more aggressiveness also defensively from the Tar Heels. The second part of that, uh, Tank, your question, is Hubert Davis has said this uh, a couple of times here early in the year, that he thinks that the biggest lesson he as a still relatively young head coach just in his second year, he said that one of the biggest lessons he's learned is that every year is totally different. And even with Carolina bringing in or bringing back as much as the Tar Heels were and bringing back significant players from last year's team, this is not the exact same team. And it is unrealistic to assume that they would be playing at late March, early April level of basketball like the Heels were in late March or early April. It would be unrealistic to assume they would just pick that right back up in mid-November. It's just a different group of guys. Time has passed. They're, you're not playing basketball every single day um, and practicing basketball every single day like you are um, in March and April if you're still playing. And so I do think that it is still a process in gaining chemistry together 
and in figuring out the best way this group plays. Because this group, for example, Tank, is not as good as a three-point shooting team as last year's team, simply because Brady Manick isn't there. And he was such a good three-point shooter um, that you can't, while Pete Nance has proven that he is a, an adequate three-point shooter, he is not to the same level as Brady Manick. And so you can't play exactly the same way. But what is the what have the Tar Heels, for example, figured out that they maybe do better this year is get to the free throw line. And, and they did not shoot free throws well at all last night against Michigan. But before that, they were shooting 75% as a team, which is pretty good. And, and they were in the top ten in the nation as far as free throws attempted per game. And so they are figuring out that not just Omar, Armando Baycott is a weapon in getting fouled in the post, but if they can drive effectively with Love and Davis, who are excellent free throw shooters, um, that that's an easy way to get points. And so um, it's just a different year. And so um, while those guys have played plenty together, when you do add in new pieces um, and when it is a fresh start, so to speak, uh, I do think it takes a little bit of time. And, and this season will still continue to evolve. You know, there's going to be another stretch where Carolina doesn't play well, and it's just because it's a long year. And so um, the, the goal, of course, is to have – uh, more good moments than bad, and, and that's what the Heels hope to continue to do. The Heels have four wins in a row now, uh, beating Ohio State and Michigan in the uh, in the last two matchups. And now you continue ACC play, really get into the thick of the ACC schedule here uh, with that little mini Big Ten challenge interruption. You got Pittsburgh coming up on, uh, on the 30th, on the Friday of next week. Um, how do you feel about Carolina right now as they as you look at the ACC and how it's performing as a whole? Obviously, you've got you you've got Virginia the highest ranked. Yeah, you know, and honestly, think I haven't taken a ton of a close look at at the ACC, but from what I have seen, certainly Virginia seems to be playing well. I think Miami is a very good team. They've gone out and purchased a really good team, which they'll be happy to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke is uh, Duke is going to be talented, as the Blue Devils always are. Um, Virginia Tech is solid. I, I think, uh, yeah, I know they stumbled last night against Boston College, um, but I think they're a solid team. Um, it's obviously... Uh, a bit jarring to see the records of Louisville and Florida State. Um, those are two teams that you expect to be in the upper half of the league that have really struggled, especially in Louisville's case. Feels like Florida State might be starting to figure things out. I know they've been banged up, and you know they're they're starting to or hoping to get a little healthier, which will help them. Louisville seems like it is in a in a tough spot right now, um, but it is going to be a quality league as it always is. And you know, even Pitt, you mentioned, you know, Pitt was not on anybody's list as being a team. Uh, that is going to threaten at the top of the league, and and they just went to Syracuse and won two nights ago, and I think they're two and zero in conference play, and so um, it, it's always going to be a challenge, especially when you go on the road in this conference. That that's just always the case, and so um, Carolina's done with non-conference now at this point. Uh, it's nothing but ACC games moving forward for Carolina, and so you're going to start to play teams that know you better because you see them more frequently. Uh, you're starting to play teams uh, that are more excited to see you because you know, they know 
they it's a rivalry with you because they're conference opponents. And so um, it, it's going to be what it always is over the next uh, two and a half or three months, which is just a, a week-in and week-out battle where every single game, no matter the record of the opponent, is going to be a challenge. And so for Carolina, that they were very excited to, to get to this break. You know, I think they feel like it has been um, a laborious start to the season, not only with a couple of losses, but yeah, Carolina's played a really good schedule, and they've traveled a bunch. And so between all that travel and the quality teams they've played, um, they were ready to, to have a couple of days to catch their breath. Um, I do think like they feel as though they are playing better than they were a couple weeks ago, which we've talked about and is, and is absolutely true. Um, and so they're, they understand, though, um, that it, it isn't going to get any easier. And so they, they did scatter from Charlotte last night. The Tar Heels get back together on December 26th. Um, well, they'll uh, reconvene that evening for, for a practice, you know, get a couple good days of practice in, and then head up to Pittsburgh uh, to start that ACC gauntlet. All right, the football team goes to San Diego next week. Wednesday night, you got the Holiday Bowl, number 15 Oregon against the Tar Heels. Give us your your preview of the game here. Yeah, I was actually just starting to do uh, some work on Oregon uh, before I gave you a call, uh, Tank, and um, they're really, really good. I mean, I think this will be probably the the second best team behind Clemson that that Carolina has faced this season. Um, And and what has impressed me about Oregon, and I think when you think about Oregon, you automatically think about offense, right? I mean, you think about moving up and down the field and and putting up a bunch of yards and points, and and the Ducks are certainly doing that, and they've got a really good quarterback in Bo Nix that um, has taken a big step forward in his career this year with the Ducks. But, you know, they're pretty good defensively, too, and they're aggressive on that side of the ball. They've been able to force a good amount of turnovers. You know, they're they're just a really well-rounded team, I feel like, um, in what they've been able to do this season from start to finish. And it's a great – also, it's a great reminder that it, the beginning of the year doesn't qualify as the entire season. I mean, remember, Oregon got his doors blown off in the first game of the year. Was it 49-3, to I think, against mm-hmm. Georgia yep. in the first game of the season? And I'm sure that was a disappointing result, but – but the season isn't over, and, and Oregon has just gotten better and better and better. Um, they're going to be frustrated because they, like the Tar Heels, have had a couple slip-ups here late. They've lost two of their last three um, against teams that are their rivals, you know, at Oregon State where they lost a big lead, and then they lost at home to Washington, another one of their rivals, and in a close game. So they're, they're going to be frustrated a little bit too coming into this one. Um, and then for Carolina, yeah, I think for the Tar Heels, the the loss of Josh Downs due to him opting out and going to the NFL, which shouldn't have been a big surprise, uh, in my opinion, to, to anybody. You know that that both creates an opportunity and also a challenge for the Tar Heels because because you're losing your best skill player um, that you've had all year long outside of the quarterback position. We understand that Drake May has been terrific, but um, you, you lose your your go-to guy, and so um, that's all obviously going to be a challenge. The question is, who steps up? You know, does Antoine Green in his final game as a Tar Heel, um, does he have a big performance? Does a young receiver, a Gavin Blackwell or a Kobe Pesor, who have had solid years and when called upon have delivered, you know, can they have a big performance uh, against a quality team? And so, um, to me, that, that'll be fascinating to see, Tank, is who takes that role offensively for Carolina. And then on the defensive side, of course, they had some opt-outs. 
uh, or transfer portal entries from the secondary. Um, everybody freaks out when that happens, and then a couple weeks later you get a whole bunch of guys coming to your program uh, like we saw this week for the Tar Heels. Of course, none of those transfers are going to play in the bowl game. Um, but uh, how Carolina is able to piece together that defense against a really good Oregon offense uh, will certainly be uh, worth keeping our eyes on. Absolutely. 8 o'clock on Wednesday night will be the kickoff of the Holiday Bowl, North Carolina against Oregon, and then uh, the following Friday, basketball back in action against Pittsburgh, and you'll hear it all right here on ESPN Asheville. Jones, we always appreciate the time. We'll not be catching up with you next week because we're going to take some much-needed time off for the holiday. I hope you you and yours have a very Merry Christmas. I appreciate it, Tank. Same to you, same to everybody listening as well, and I look forward to talking with you in a couple weeks in the new year. Indeed. Have a happy new year as well. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. The Ingalls Advantage isn't just about savings or the best quality food for your family. It's more than that. It's the advantage of being a part of a community. That's why we provide over 2 million pounds of food every year through regular donations and programs like the Ingalls Giving Tree, Food for Thought, and the Ingalls Fill-A-Backpack program. It's the right thing to do, and we know that you would do the same. Ingalls, your neighbor for over 50 years. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Yeah, I would say it's it, it's been a pretty good week for the Tar Heels. I mean, you got the wins in basketball. You have the the Drake May news that he was courted by two programs offering him $5 million to come play for them, and he said, no, I'm not leaving Carolina. So that, that was a major win. And then signing day, got another top 25 recruiting class for the Tar Heels. So I, I feel like it's been a pretty good week. I'm, Which is a good thing because a couple weeks ago you had about as bad a week as oh, you could absolutely. possibly have. They were losers of the week twice for me uh, in the previous month, so it's good that that's turned around. But this is one of the things I'm so uh, I'm so glad that Jeremy is not a complete wonk when it comes to recruiting, college recruiting. I used to be. Now I just don't care. Now you have stories like Peyton Bowen. Uh, you know we had that fun story yesterday of. He flips his commitment from Notre Dame to Oregon. Big get for the Ducks. Well, only one problem. He didn't sign his NLI. Really? So now he's flipped again to Oklahoma. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's the world you live in. Yeah. See, that, 
That's I, the way I've always treated recruiting. Re- recruiting in college for college uh, football, especially, has always been like the baseball draft to me. Like that's. Oh, I don't good. agree. I don't agree with that. I agree with it now because you have absolutely no idea where these guys are going to be. And that was my point. It's like, oh, that's great. Uh, the Red Sox, you know, your team, whoever they are, drafted a a catcher in the first round. Well, it's going to be four years before I figure out whether he's going to be major league level or not. Now, obviously, the timeline is much shorter for college football, but that's kind of how I feel now. Like, oh, good. If he's still here in two years, then I'll worry about who he is. Uh, I am, and I'm going to use this phrase again. I used it the first hour, and I'm going to use it again. I am here imploring the NCAA. Can we stop with verbal commitments, please? They They are absolutely worthless. Right. And now you have – there are players in this cycle that have committed and decommitted four times. Stop that. Stop it. It is pointless. Mm-hmm. It is every bit as pointless as a Christmas story, so just do what <laughs> I do and stop it. You just can't get it out of your head. It's awful. It's not. It's really – it's really not. Uh, it is time to get weird, though, here in the sportsocracy. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And let's go to Dyersburg, Tennessee. No, I said no one ever. No. no. No one wants to go to Dyer. What Tennessee. is it? The house of the uh, world's largest ball of yarn? <laughs> I think that's in Iowa somewhere, but you're close. You're close. Dyersburg police, they get the they get the award today for doing the good deed of the holiday season. A Dyersburg man got arrested after he got into a fight with this uh a, a a fan basically a family it was this guy against like three other people not a fist fight but there was an argument an altercation there's a standoff whatever you want to call it between this guy and these people he decided the way he was going to get back at them was he was going to break in grinch style to their house and ruin their christmas and it's exactly what he did, and now he's in deep, deep doo-doo for it. He went to Green Tree Apartments on Highway 51 around 12.30 a.m. on December the 18th, and James Walker of Dyersburg went in and took the Christmas presents out of the house. He wrapped their Christmas tree in a giant blanket or comforter of some sort, and then proceeded to have a barbecue of the Christmas tree. He sets her tree on fire? Not in the front yard either. He did it in the middle of the living room. And he and he burned down the Christmas tree, burned what Christmas presents he did not take out of the home, and basically ruined Christmas for a nine-year-old child. So he's a jerk. Oh, absolutely. Basically, you're just a jerk. Absolutely. Now, look, I get it if you got a problem with the parents. And y'all are y'all are fighting. Oh, okay, you can come up with a better way to solve this than ruining Christmas for the nine-year-old that lives there. No one was home at the time of the break-in and the arson, but the Dyersburg police did exactly what they needed to do. After they arrested the man, sent him to jail, 
they went out and replaced all the Christmas. So the community fund that they have for the Dyersburg Police Department has now replaced all of the toys as well as added some extra toys for the nine-year-old who almost had his ruin ab- his his Christmas absolutely ruined by the DA of of the century. See, I would have. Uh, I, 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 this is why I couldn't be a judge. I would make that guy for the duration of his sentence, which is going to be a long time. Mm-hmm. You have to play Santa in a mall in just the <laughs> worst section of town. Just the the section where you have the most entitled children that ask for you uh, ask you for the most things, and I'm going to give them all gum before they sit in your lap, oh, yeah. and they're going to put it in your hair and lots of water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're they, getting they piddled piddle up. on you. Oh, you're getting piddled up. No <laughs> a problem that a lot of families have, not mine, but a lot of families have. You set up the Christmas tree, everything's all hunky-dunky, and then who comes along to destroy it? Your jerk of a cat. Well, there is now a TikTok viral video of a woman scaring her, her cat with the Christmas tree. Okay. And after three weeks, she has updated this. It's got 34 million views, which is hilarious that 34 million people would go, look, it's somebody scaring their cat with a Christmas tree. That's beside the point. Now the the cat people have spoken. Cheap chuckles are popular. Don't do that because it's bad for Mr. Giddy. It leads to emotional long-term distress and can create friction in the bond between you and your cat. A, no one has a bond with their cat, okay? Nobody. There's not a person on this earth. And if you don't believe me, just Google what happens if you become past present and your cat's (laughs) in the house. Your dog will never do that, but your cat will. Mm -hmm. Their, Their solution is you should put the cat away from the tree maybe use some gates to keep the cat from getting to the tree you ever met a cat i mean unless you got a 10 foot wall here you're not keeping that cat away from the tree no that's why you have sprays they they sell like sprays to keep them away from the tree they also said you could put a piece of tin foil at the base of the tree and that will keep the cat away from the tree mm-hmm. or the cat's going to see itself in the tinfoil then it's going to fight the tinfoil and go through the tree and now you need a new tree mm-hmm. and you've got mr kitty that has hurt himself with the tinfoil that's why i just give up let the cat have the tree that's why i give Screw up it. and just would never in a billion years i i literally would I, i'm trying to think of an animal that i would be less likely to put in my home than a cat a grizzly bear? I, 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 no doubt. Bat. Nope. Still taking the bat. Squirrel. Nope. Taking the squirrel. Raccoon. Nope. Come on. All of those. No doubt. Over a cat. Let's see. What would... Bird. What to me... Oh, You bird. already have an Alexa. You should just have a bird. Oh, that's a, that is a good point. Would I rather have a bird or a cat? If I came home and Amy had both, I'd just move. <laughs> I mean, I would tell her the address. And, and like, you are more than welcome to come live in this house. But the cat and the bird stay in that house because they own it now. Nice. Very nice. Look, if the cat wants to sleep in the tree, just let the cat sleep in the tree. Look, no. Why? Because it breaks the ornaments, eh. which can then hurt it. Eh. 
or 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 just don't have these furry jack wagons in your house because <laughs> they're awful. They're not all awful. They just yeah, they're, 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 some. some. I look at cats much like I look at children. <laughs> Every child word. has a little jerk in them. Yes, there, there's no doubt. I, like I'm not being spicy Absolutely. here. No. Think of what your child is at home and just realize that that child has the possibility of doing those things out in public. It's just disciplinary things and all that. A cat will will claw off your eyelids if you're asleep and it thinks that that will get them something. Like if they think that, that their life will be accelerated by clawing your face, that's what they're going to do. Oh, that's how their life gets accelerated. Well, I mean, they, cats are completely out for themselves. You're going to lose a life, too. Just it so it is know. only how will this benefit me, not could I be a source of joy and comfort. Cats never think that. The FAFO scale also exists for cats. I swear, God making me allergic to cats was uh, one of the most great forward-thinking things that has ever happened in, mm -hmm. in modern times. That and my birthday being the day before St. Patrick's Day. I feel like that was really forward thinking. What? Just so you make sure to end up in a dumpster by the end of the oh, weekend? Oh, yeah. Three-day bender. That's a holiday three-day or a birthday three-day weekend. Every year. And you may not survive many more of them. Mm, I think I will. I'm a tough old bird going to take something pretty significant to take me down hashtag birds aren't real you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. christmas the season of giving at ingles we know that nothing brings a family together quite like the holidays and nothing brings a smile to our faces quite like sharing that perfect gift this christmas let's give what's in our hearts thoughtfully and cheerfully. Merry Christmas from Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair! Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. Don't forget to go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can vote in all of our polls. You can also comment on the show after you have subscribed to the channel. Get into the comment box uh, with us each and every day. It always, no matter what we're talking about on the show... I feel like uh, the chat is usually the chat is somewhere uh, far, far away. 
Yeah, I wasn't gonna go. I mean, some sometimes they're on topic, but I feel like it gets uh, it it gets almost as heated in the chat as it does between you and me sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes it gets more heated. It's quite it's it's quite fun, but it's all in it's all in good fun. Nobody gets you know quote unquote bullied in, in our in our chat. We don't allow those kinds of things. But and right so, now I'm getting uh, angry that Home Alone is beating Die Hard. It is. Uh, Home Alone, 63% say it's a better Christmas movie than Die Hard. And, okay. I, mean, I don't like it. Well, I mean, it's 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 the truth. And and our, our expert that we brought in at the top of the hour, voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel, he, he said it perfectly. I'm okay with Die Hard being called a Christmas movie. It takes place at Christmas. But if you're... It's a great Christmas movie. It is. It, it is, but not to everyone. It's the greatest Christmas movie ever made. No, not so much. Because when you say Christmas movie, Christmas has to be the the sole driver of it. No, I don't think it does. It, it does. It, just, it does. And it's an, it's Home an Alone element. is no doubt a Christmas movie. If you have people that doubt die hard is even a christmas movie it can't be number one. Oh, no doubt it can i mean look <laughs> really just like justin fields can be the number one quarterback in the league oh no that's just insanity that, that's and that and that's how many people feel about die hard being a christmas movie I, i'm closer to the number one quarterback in the nfl than justin fields is but when you have people that doubt whether or not he's even a quarterback or he'd be a really good running back. I've heard you say that several times. Can't be number one. You're going to take so in the uh, at the top of the five o'clock hour, we're going to draft our Pro Bowl snubs because I have some that made me very angry. I really deep dove this uh, while you were talking to Jones Angel. Okay, and now I've and now I've made myself angry because there are players on this roster and and i'm sure somebody's gonna say but what does it matter uh bonuses it Mm -hmm. it, trust me it matters a lot Mm -hmm. especially guys that are on rookie deals and there's one that the more i think about it the more the angrier it's making me you're gonna take justin fields in that just to irk me aren't you no not a chance in fact when i said it as a joke during the break jeremy looked at me and went oh espn has him on their snub list are you are you kidding me right that now? That was NFL.com. Or NFL.com, whatever. Somebody the fact that any said, site would have Justin Fields should be in the Pro Bowl, for what? No, there's a quarterback that should be. It's just not Justin Fields. For running well? Okay. Congratulations. You want to be on the Pro Bowl team, uh, be a running back. I'm not putting you on the, on the quarterback's uh, roster for the Pro Bowl because you can run well. It's just not going to happen. At Sports Tank ESPN. So he won't. Maybe you can divert your anger to him for a day. Because, <laughs> frankly, uh, you're wearing you're me out. You're getting tired of it? Are you getting tired oh, of all the Chicago Bears fans? Oh, no doubt. Somebody somebody this morning, they woke up to a uh, 10 foe. Because they 10 fod And my response was not the nicest thing I've ever had. And it was a novel. Did you ever get a novel from me? You say something smart, something quippy, as you think's funny, and you open it and you see that little beer mug logo, and there's a dissertation next to it. I think it go well. It's a. It's from me. B. It's not gonna be nice. 
C, you might want to just delete the comment and save yourself the reading. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a good sense of humor. Then maybe you'll laugh. Who knows? It's quite possible. But no, he will not be on my snubs list for the Pro Bowl. We'll be doing that daily draft coming up after the Sports Center update at the top of the hour. I mean, my team got one. He can't play in it. He's hurt. We got Tristan Wirfs. Woo! Good for you. Woo! Was Chicago the only team that didn't have a, a single representative in the Pro Bowl? I think so. I know the NFC East had 21 representatives, which if you had told me that before the year, I would have said you were hammered. They did. Washington had a lot. Dallas had a lot. Philadelphia obviously had the most. Philadelphia had eight. Dallas had seven. Mm-hmm. Dallas should have had closer to, uh, but what do I mean? <laughs> Come on. Tony Pollard, is that the only one? Uh, I was going to say Micah Parsons. Mm. Zach Martin, he doesn't get any respect. Ah, he's a guard. Come on. Count. We're playing a seven on seven in the Pro Bowl anyway, so what does it matter? It does. What are the, what are the offensive linemen going to do? That's what you just said. Bonuses, it matters. Well, it's hard for me to get animated about an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, what are they going to be, the cheerleaders? Look, I, feel, I, I, I feel like uh, you know you, you need to get some props on every radio show that talks about the Pro Bowl. When you have more Pro Bowl selections than you have holding penalties in your career. Zach Martin has eight Pro Bowl invitations, six holding penalties in his entire career. Yeah, I mean, and he deserves to be there. Okay, that is insanity. I said closer to uh than the seven they had, so (laughs) that's two. Well, yeah, uh, Trayvon Diggs. That was that was a bit of a head scratcher. Stephen Tao is asking for me to show my shirt. Oh yeah, this was uh, my own little my own little gift to myself new york jets gotham city football shirt it's very very cool it's got the new york skyline i I do love that my team has embraced the batman thing i'm a big fan of that and and you know what they figured out you sell a lot of merchandise when you do that yeah 100 percent. it's the second time you've gotten me and this one was free because i ordered something that was uh out of stock and apparently they hadn't updated the website so they sent me this as a Please continue to order the ridiculous amount of things from us that you already do. Uh, if we go Gotham City Jets, who's Batman? Oh, Sauce Gardner. So that makes DJ Reed Robin? Absolutely. Okay. Does that make Zach Wilson the Joker? Uh, uh, nothing I say here will be well received by Jets fans. So. <laughs> Because it's not going to be nice. Right. Okay. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I like this. We need to put this on a shirt. Um, I, I'm I'm wearing the hoodie again. This is actually now the only hoodie that I, that I have that's in my size, so I'll probably be wearing this a lot throughout the winter season, but the sportsocracy hoodie came in you're going to have access to sportsocracy merchandise coming up on new year's day Uh, in the comments if there's something you want to see on a shirt uh fire that fire that at us we've got the most obvious ones there's the run dmc style logo that says run the damn ball that was a no doubter Mm -hmm. yeah i had to do that Mm -hmm. uh there's one that says couldn't play dead in a western 
I don't remember. And I told you all of these. I, I, frankly, I've seen them so many times at this point that they've all kind of blended into one amorphous thing. Well, Frankie Cleary, he he offered one that I that I kind of like. Come for the sportsocracy. Come for the sports. Stay for the tomfoolery. That's about right. We're all about tomfoolery here. Oh yeah, there's another one that says I'm a big dumb bear. It's got my uh, side profile on it. And there's one with Tank's side profile that says formerly fat Tank Spencer. Mm-hmm. We've lumped him into uh, Jamal Williams. I like that. I like formerly fat Tank Spencer. Because in the last year, I've lost 90 pounds with the PhD weight loss program. If I got to take on a new nickname, because some have said, hey, Tank doesn't have the quite the ring to it now that you're just a, a wisp of your former self. Losing 90 pounds and being closer to 200 pounds than being 300 pounds which where i is where i had lived my entire adult life it's changed my perspective for the future i didn't have 90 pounds to lose however i had gotten a little doughy poor decisions fast food all of the things that a lazy guy like me does but you don't have to have copious amounts of weight to lose for phd to work for you I've been on this for just over a year. I'm back down to my high school weight, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD Weight Loss. And it's very easy, and it's very convenient. I mean, you're going to have your struggles, but that's why they give you the support system with the health coaches. They will help keep you motivated. They'll help help give you the support to keep you on track. They they have the perfect playbook for weight loss. All you got to do is follow the plan. They give you 80% of the food you need to have success All you got to do is go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com to learn more. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The sports awkward You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. And welcome back into the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. After the Sports Center update, top of the hour, we will be doing our daily draft as we will be taking the Pro Bowl snubs 
biggest ones, in our opinions, no, Justin Fields will not be on my list, Jeremy, so you don't even have to worry about that. I still, uh, I will believe it when I see it. I feel like that is a great opportunity for you to irk me 24 hours before we go on vacation. I'm not sure you can bypass that. Uh, there will be a quarterback. There will be a quarterback. It's just not going to be Justin Fields. Pro Bowl rosters were released yesterday, and yes, for the Pro Bowl, we're doing it's the Pro Bowl games. Remember, it's flag football now. There will be which three, I feel like it always was. There will be three separate flag football games that will be played. I mean, is this like a round robin tournament? I have no kind idea. Of a thing, and or? I love how coy they're being about how this is going to look. Because you've been told that much, but you've been told nothing else. The, the Mannings are going to coach. And, and Omaha Productions is going to produce it. Woo. Yay. Are you more likely or less likely to watch this than you were before? More. I would say I'm more too. More likely because I want to see what it looks like. Yeah, and, and I would say I'm probably more likely to turn it off after eight minutes than I was before. Could be right about that. See it? Uh, yeah, no. And away I go. You still got an hour to get your votes in on the poll question of the day. The better Christmas movie, Die Hard or Home Alone? We're, Die Hard needs your support. Yeah, we're reaching a critical point here where it's going to be time to call the race. It's getting late early for Die Hard, so mm -hmm. we, need the, we, need, we need the support in the poll. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel. You can vote in the poll. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app is the Sportsocracy. Always locally, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Here in the Ingalls studio, you can also see us live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, get those alerts whenever we go live, like uh, Saturday morning when Jeremy may be all on his own for Saturday morning's Fantasy Game Time Decision Show. But he's got to get you ready for the fantasy day. I mean, I can't leave you now. We, we've helped you up into this point. I, I, I can't forsake you. I can't forsake you now. Right. So that'll be coming your way. Uh, we'll also be live again right here tomorrow at 3 o'clock for a football Friday. We'll play Beat the Chief and all the good things to get you going into the Christmas holiday. Because we got Christmas this week. We're going to be off next week. Just taking a little break in between the New Year's and the uh, and the Christmas holidays. So we'll get you set for bowl week and championship matchups and all that stuff coming up tomorrow right here in the Sportsocracy. So welcome into the program. If you haven't voted in the poll yet, we need to decide. Better Christmas movie? Is it Home Alone? Is it Die Hard? If you're a Die Hard fan, you're you're gonna have to get in it's on the uh, on the voting here because uh, you got a lot of ground to make up. Because you're trailing by thirty percent of the vote. So if that's your thing, we need one of those boxes of votes and uh, to show up at four o'clock in the morning. I'll wait. Hashtag don't do politics. Uh, you. <laughs> 
You can infer from that what you want. It is the uh, top of the third hour of the program, and as we do, daily draft time. Pro Bowl rosters came out yesterday, and now we need to find out who are the biggest snubs. Uh, I kind of want. I kind of want to take CJ Uzama first, solely because he just showed up. He just showed up at MetLife for the game tonight with the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. wearing quite possibly what is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. I hated this in the movie. I really think it's funny on CJ Uzama. Elf costume? Nope. It's the pink bunny costume from nice. uh, from a Christmas story. Nice. And he's got a Christmas story cleats too. I want this team to be so much better than you're, they are. You're maddeningly inconsistent. That's funny. It's funny on a six seven tight end. It's not funny in a stupid movie from nineteen seventy six or whenever that movie was made. And wrong again. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, you've already been called maddeningly inconsistent that you uh, you love Die Hard as a mm-hmm. Christmas movie mm-hmm. and you don't like Bad Santa. Maddeningly Hated inconsistent. Hated Bad Santa. Hated it. It hates you too. Well, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's get into it here. Daily draft time. You want to go first? You want uh, me yes. to go first? Yes, because you can't have my number one pick because it's my, this is the one that's been making me angry. It's James Bradbury. I could argue he should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year, and you put in Trayvon Diggs over him. Mm-hmm. Can we stop with that he's good? I don't know where that comes from. Maybe it's because people don't watch the games. They don't. I, I don't know. They watch highlights. He is not good at this game. He is really good at intercepting passes because he was a receiver. He's also really good at getting burnt. James Bradbury, not so much. And the fact that you took one over the other is infuriating to me. I don't disagree. I get that he's not flashy. I'm well aware of that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. That is the state. And I saw it last night, and it irked me. Then I got to the rosters and saw Trayvon Diggs' name. And the more I stared at that, the angrier I got. To the point of I was full supernova, and that is why we're doing this draft, because mm-hmm. I had to get that out. James Bradbury, your number one overall pick on the Pro Bowl Snubs Daily Draft. All right, my my number one is Christian McCaffrey. I don't know how you, that didn't happen. The guy stays healthy. I get he played for two different teams, but... He was in the same conference. But he was in the same conference. Right, you didn't have a, a concern whether to start him for the AFC or the NFC. He stayed in the NFC. And he, he he leads a whole lot of categories among running backs, especially in the uh, in the receiving stats, which is obviously more and more important by the year. I just don't see how you didn't put him in. I mean, uh, to me, he's better than Miles Sanders. True or false? That's the one that I feel like you would have had to have taken out. It just, I don't want to. Because Miles Sanders deserves to be there, too. I agree. It's Tony, Tony Pollard is the one that shouldn't be there. Yeah. You're not even, you've, how many times he it. had more than 20 touches in a game? I, I understand. Saquon, the running backs for the NFC were Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders. It should have been Saquon, Miles Sanders, Christian McCaffrey. Tony Pollard will get his time when eventually Jerry Jones figures out that Ezekiel Elliott was done like dinner about, mm, 
four years ago. Right. I just feel like you shouldn't. You should have rewarded Christian McCaffrey. And I'm not going to do that yet. I'm not going to do that yet. I'm going to go with Jermaine Pratt. That is a it is aggressive when you get a guy that wasn't even on my list. Okay, look, just hear me out. I know that I'm not the guy who leans on the analytics and the rankings and all of that. However, I feel like Jermaine Pratt is a very important part of that Cincinnati Bengals defense. You're not wrong. And he is the number one graded linebacker by Pro Football Focus this year. Mm-hmm. How's that not get you into the Pro Bowl? Uh, because Roquan Smith is the best linebacker in the NFL, and C.J. Mosley is the figurehead of the one of the best defenses in the NFL. Probably the single greatest transformation of defense in NFL history. You couldn't have a defense that good without one of the veteran guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, Quinn and Williams, I get that. He's one of the best interior linemen in the league. Sauce Gardner, that was a no-doubter. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was almost a, you just deserve this. Yeah, even his league, you, you you fought through it last year with this team that was just god-awful defensively. And now we're, we're, we're going to give you your just desserts. So you're giving him, you're giving him the flowers as well. You, do, you, you, you think he deserved the Pro Bowl nod? Mosley? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay absolutely i, mean, I don't in think spite of the fact he got absolutely torched on that long touchdown by the lines last week. other than zach wilson i don't think i have heard you mr jets fan cuss anyone more than cj mosley not this year much now i hate that he gets put out in coverage because that tends to end poorly, poorly. i like cj mm-hmm. i also like the fact that he looked at the young guys and went that's the future I'm the right now and and fading into the past. That's the right now. I get it. Yeah. That's the reason that I couldn't get there on Tremaine Edmonds or Matt Milano. None of those guys are on my list because I think you got that right. Mm -hmm. For me to take somebody off uh, or for for me to put somebody on, I have to be able to take somebody off. And I, I couldn't get there. You couldn't get there. I mean, I get it. He's had a great year. I think he's a fantastic linebacker. I think that defense is underrated. Mm hmm. I just could not personally take off Roquan Smith or C.J. Mosley. Uh, all right. You you, you kind of went off the board on me there. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I'm going to say something nice about two players that play on teams that I'm not a huge fan of. Okay. The first one's Ramondre Stevenson. Do you realize how bad that offense would be without him? Oh, they'd be awful. He yeah. has been an absolute dog and i get that josh jacobs has to be there i'm well aware of that that should have been the starter nick chubb i i, I get it i don't have to love it derrick henry's not a pro bowler compared to what Ramondre stevenson's done this year he's just not mm-hmm. if you take away a couple big runs he's averaging three yards a carry so you can give the well you just had a great career uh participation trophy all you want to that's a joke and comically stupid to me. And my hope is that Derrick Henry gets a, a, a hangnail and goes, I'm not going. So they can bump Ramondre up because he is the first alternate. So that was me saying something nice about a New England Patriot. Okay. Now I'm going to say something nice about a Miami Dolphin. Christian Wilkins has been an absolute 
nightmare to deal with. Nightmare. The problem here is that I'm breaking my own rule. I can't take away Chris Jones, Quinn Williams, or Jeffrey Simmons. They all deserve it. But this is one of those things that I'm going to say it irks me. Because what position does does Christian Wilkins play? Defensive tackle. He plays defensive end. Defensive end. In their 3-4. Okay. If you're going to put in three edge guys at outside linebacker and three edge guys at defensive end, Christian Wilkins should have been one of them over Miles Garrett because he has been infinitely more impactful this year than Miles Garrett has been. You can throw stats at me all you want to. Watch the games. One of them is a nightmare to defend. The other got eaten alive by Jonah Williams a few weeks ago. End of message. Repeat the line. Oh, that hurt. I didn't want, I didn't want to do that. You didn't want to. I didn't that. want to do that, but I had to. Okay. Sometimes you got to do what you don't want to do because it just feels right. My next pick for the Pro Bowl snubs list here. I mean, I do. I always struggle with who would you replace this guy with. That's that's always a problem because I really don't know the answer or what the right answer should be. But I'm going to Monra St. Brown. Oh, I thought I could wait on that one. No. He's had a great year and is the chief reason that the Detroit Lions are on this jag here at the end of the season to make the playoffs. And the right calls Terry McLaurin. And Terry's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me I can have one or the other, uh, it's it's Amonra, and it's not really all that close. Since week nine, Amonra St. Brown has 630 yards receiving. And he's caught 78.3% of his targets. That's incredible. There's going to be plenty of time for this kid to get Pro Bowls. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But I think I do like him a little bit better than Terry McLaurin. I mean, look, receiver in the NFC would have been – that would have been a difficult vote for me because A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson were the no doubt one and two. Absolutely. You could not take them off the list. And I feel like you have to have in C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Because to me, he's the three. Yeah. I could have argued he's the four behind Amonra, but to me, they're three and four. I don't like Taren, taking Terry McLaurin out, but I feel like you should have. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of those snubs that I'm just, I can't figure out how a guy that's been this good in an offense that's progressed this much and you got nobody. It's one of the best stories in the NFL. You don't have a player on the offense except Frank Ragnow, which, by the way, that was right, too. Mm -hmm. But I could argue three of the biggest snubs were on that Lions defense. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We're in the midst of the daily draft. Picking Pro Bowl snubs for 2023. What of your favorite players that you think deserve the nod didn't get in? Throw that into the comments on the YouTube stream, and we will highlight those when we return. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. 
Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Losing 90 pounds in one year is something that you can do with the PhD weight loss program. PhD helped me change my life, turn it all around in just one year, and now's the time to make your plan for the upcoming year. You got weight loss on your mind? Maybe you should go to myphdweightloss.com. I did not have copious amount of weight to lose. I had always just been a little husky. Those fun buzzwords that we use for people that are just a little doughy. Just under a year on this plan, I'm back to my high school weight. All of my knee pain, back pain is gone, and I'm sleeping like a baby, and it's thanks to the planning program of PhD Weight Loss. They will give you the plan, give you the steps for success. All you got to do is follow it. It's very easy, very convenient. You have no excuse not to check them out. One of the best things about the program is that they have a support system unlike any other out there. They're with you every step of the way to encourage you along your journey. At myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com the sportsocracy ice up son ice up daily draft pro bowl snubs is the topic today here in the sportsocracy jeremy started out the draft going james bradbury the philadelphia eagles darius slay made it to the pro bowl team but not james bradbury i followed that up with christian mccaffrey carolina panthers slash san francisco 49ers i don't see I mean, he's i feel like he's better than every running back on the on, that made the pro bowl you know, but he didn't get voted to the team now i went with jermaine pratt who's having a hell of a year for the cincinnati Bengals at linebacker then jeremy goes ramondre stevenson Christian Wilkins, two selections from inside the AFC East. He's burying the, uh, the 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 New York Jets bone here and giving some props to some rivals. I like that. And then my last pick was Amonra St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. So and Patrick Holt in the comments said it's okay when Washington makes it to the Super Bowl this year they can put St. Brown in for Terry McLaurin. I love Patrick Holt, so I'm going to choose to not say anything. Like that. <laughs> uh, also asked for uh, for you to shout out your guy that you thought was snubbed from the Pro Bowl before the break. Evan Doyle says the fact that DJ Reader is not the number one defensive tackle for the Pro Bowl is insane to him. Yeah, it's just the depth. I mean, like I said earlier, who are you supposed to take out? Chris Jones, Quinn and Williams, Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeffrey Simmons falls into that same place if he could be placed as a defensive end. And then you would have an opening, and I would totally understand using it on DJ Reader. Frankie Cleary says maybe I'm playing Homer here, but TJ Edwards should have gotten should should have gotten a nod. He's an alternate, but I don't remember where. And I'll throw this out there: uh, M. Bradley says anytime that Diggs gets mentioned, you should also mention AJ Terrell is better than him. AJ Terrell is better than. 
better than Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. Diggs. Oh, if I was doing the list of corners, I would rather have than uh, Trayvon Diggs. Literally, that would be the rest of the show. I could do that for 40 solid minutes. Nice. I like A.J. Terrell, too. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. Right, time for my next selection, and I'm going to go back to the well with the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, this entire team should have just gotten Pro Bowl nods. And it's Javon Hargrave. He's got a 10-sack year this year. That that defensive front has been so unbelievable. Look, I would go Javon Hargrave over the injured Aaron Donald, but I get you can't have a Pro Bowl without Aaron Donald on the list. Although you, you, you should have been able to since he's missed four games. You should be able to, but you just can't. Uh, Corey DeHarsh in our uh, YouTube comments said that right before it came out of your mouth. Javon. So you two were on the and he was yeah. on my list too. Yeah, I feel like you should have given him the green light here. He he was a little uh, lesser known player that I thought I could sneak into my last two picks, but he was actually third on my list. Nice. All right, now you got back to back picks here to finish out your class. I have three. Actually, I have four, but there's one that I absolutely can't take anybody out, so he gets disqualified immediately, and that's Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a great year. Who exactly am I supposed to take out? Uh, there is a ready-made replacement for this guy, uh, Trey Smith uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. He yes. should no doubt. If you told me two Kansas City Chief linemen made this, I would have said it's the two guards, Joe Tooney, Trey Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Quentin Nelson that has absolutely no business being in this game. He has been disastrous at times this year. I understand he's one of the best guards in the league. That line's been awful. Yeah, he's the only one, though. What do you mean he's the only he's one? The, he's the only bright spot of that offensive line. Yeah, and, and he can't do it by himself. Mm-hmm. If you're asking me who the eight best guards in the league have been this year, Quentin Nelson's name would never even cross my mind. And and Trey Smith, it's just that he's not. It's one of the things I've always hated about how we pick this. A lot of it is on name reputation alone. Mm-hmm. And that is the only way you could explain having him in and Trey Smith out. The other one I had to get a little cute, and I've already uh, complained about the fact that you only get three interior linemen while you basically get six edge guys. Yes. Well, that's what made it even more maddening to me that you didn't have Alex Highsmith in this. Uh, He has five forced fumbles and is one of the leaders in the NFL in sacks. Of the top seven guys in sacks, the only one that didn't make the Pro Bowl, Alex Highsmith. Mm Mm-hmm. And I tried to figure out which one of uh, of the players that made it would I take out. And then I realized, oh, it would be all of them. Uh, I would take Alex Highsmith over all three. Matthew Judon, Khalil Mack, and T.J. Watt. He's had a better season than all three, and it's not even close. T.J. Watt missed four full games. Mm-hmm. It's the same team! And he didn't even regress with no T.J. Watt. It's no. just maddeningly inconsistent. He became the star when T.J. got hurt. I get it. Now, since Pittsburgh's going to miss the playoffs, I hope you get some uh, guys that bail and Alex Highsmith gets to make his Pro Bowl debut. Okay, final selection. Shout out to Charlotte as well because that's where he went to school. Final selection for me, I promised you a quarterback, and I'm going to give you a quarterback. And look, you cannot make a case for him to be on the Pro Bowl team because of the ones that were selected. 
But when one of them winds up in the Super Bowl, there you go. This is who you there replace you go. Them That's what I'm talking about. This is the guy that's going to make the Pro Bowl after either Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Joe Burrow are preparing for the Super Bowl. It's Tua Tungavailoa. I knew you were. He say took that. the third year step that we all wanted to see. Was it mostly because of the weapons, or was it because he developed? I don't really care. The stats bear out that he has had a hell of a year, and his team is way better with him on the field than with him not on the field. Right? The only problem is that they've been without him on the field three times. Three times. He's missed too much time for me. Mm -hmm. There is a quarterback that it irks me did not make this game. It is not Tua. Which one? Jared Goff. Okay. It's Jared Goff 100 times out of 100. Geno Smith, I have no problem that he made it. Is it a simplified offense? Yes. Do I think he has been special in it at times? Yes. He deserved to be in this game. Mm-hmm. So did Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins didn't. Really? No. If you tell me one or the other, it's Jared Garf a hundred times out of a hundred. Because why? Statistically, there is literally no argument you could give me for Kirk Cousins. Really? Because Jared Goff's better in every analytical stat than Kirk Cousins. Really? With lesser weapons. Completion percentage, yardage, touchdowns, interceptions. I said analytical. I don't have that pulled up in front of me. I'm talking about the percentages that really tell you how they're playing the position. Oh, oh, oh. It's Jared Goff in all of them. You're talking about that 3D chess thing. Oh, yeah, that thing that you don't ever get involved in. Yeah, no. I don't. Okay. That that one I'm going to be honest with. That one made me angry. Of Jared Goff is not getting the love that he deserves. Mm-hmm. I, look, I understand that you want to look at that team and think they're just dog piddle. They're not. I'm just and so... the fact that there's only one player from that offense that has that, that made the Pro Bowl, and most of them didn't even make it as first or second alternates either. The Pro Bowl irks me more than it should. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that I let bother me way more than they should, and this is one of them because I know how many incentives are built into these deals. And a guy like Jared Goff, how much he would have benefited from being able to say, look, I made the Pro Bowl. Because mm-hmm. I know he's not the future in Detroit. He's probably the bridge. He's probably the next year, maybe two years. But we threw dirt on him. And in all reality, he's been one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFC. And I don't think it's even debatable. And he's not gonna, He's not an alternate, you said? I think he's the second alternate. The second alternate. Okay, well, I mean, maybe Jalen Hurts won't want to play in the Well, game. Jalen like, Hurts is probably going to be in the Super Bowl. It's, yeah, it's either him or San though? Francisco. Is he, though? I mean, because rock hard Brock Purdy, he's he's fired up and ready to go. Is that a nickname you just came up with? That's exactly right. That's that's weird. <laughs> that's, don't, do, don't do that again. That's, that's weird. That's weird? Okay. All right. So, screw you. I like it. Uh, I'm just glad that the nfl doesn't do the thing that baseball does and, and every team has and, to have somebody and no fan vote the fan vote rules oh, it all so and stupid. names the starters and all of that because if that were the case tua would have been the starter tua was the number one vote getter yeah and kirby joseph would have been a starter at safety exactly yeah i'm fans, just glad we don't we, do we don't it, 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 because baseball mm-hmm I'm just glad we don't do that. Baseball's like, hey, we got to ask the nine people that watch our sport who they want to see. Because if they get angry, we, we're down to eight. Tua deserves an alternate nod, but by no means should he be the number one, which is what the fan vote turned out. Just because your fan your your fan base can turn out to vote 
I do not care. Yeah, that's what is it, twenty five percent, something like that. It's yeah, because it counts, but yeah. it's not a huge swear of baseball fan baseball fans think back to about was it six seven years ago when the all-star game was dominated by the kansas city royals they had a guy at every position because the kansas city royals fan base flooded the voting and ruined the entire thing yeah that's i'm gonna say because baseball that's right it is time for the most important message of the day Which is Jeremy Green? Don't do crimes! Uh, Don't do crimes. And a San Juan, Texas woman, she's in a bit of trouble because she did crimes. She did crimes at the Walmarts. Look, she can't... All right, look, I I get wanting to find a deal, okay? But this woman... Oh, yeah, because there's nobody on the planet that's cheaper than you are. Well, this woman might be cheaper than me, but she's willing to go to great lengths that I'm not willing to go to to save a few bucks in fact she saved quite a bit of money going to walmart spending a total of 17 dollars and 88 cents for the items that she had the problem is those uh items retailed for just under 300 dollars. this woman went into walmart she started picking up expensive items and putting 299 tags on them now i don't really know well, that's like not how, how that works. works yeah they have a they have a, a qpc code that when you scan and, it and maybe she had the, the 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 little code off of whatever it was and was replacing you know putting the sticker over the actual barcode or whatever but apparently uh or she did the and and then she did that thing where she didn't go to the uh to the self-checkout maybe she went to the to the actual per that one person that still works in every Walmart. Uh, they stood in the those? cigarette line. Wait, her Walmart has hours. one of those? God, I've been waiting on my ten ninety nine for how many times I've had to check myself out. <laughs> uh she got Versace Yellow, which is uh fragrance. It's they sell perfume. Versace at Walmart? Apparently. Uh, it, at least they do in, where did I say this was? San Juan, Texas. Was, did, did that Versace have an H in it? Cause it's not opposed to. It's spelled like it. I mean, it's spelled Versace. So I'm going to guess it's the real stuff. Uh, Versace yellow, which retails for 60, 75 Versace bright, which is $76 retail. And then Versace blue, which is over $52. Then she got some Levi jeans, two pairs, which are $27 a piece and a $17 polo shirt. She replaced all of those tags with 298 tags. Ended up spending 17 bucks. They caught her. I mean they they watched her on the surveillance footage go through and and struggle trying to replace these little stickers on the items. And yeah, there you go. I mean that's done What are you thinking? It's not an easy thing to hide, like walking around peeling the thing, peeling the sticker off of an item. It's really obvious. Yeah, Patrick Holt and Frankie Cleary uh, basically tag teamed this answer of yes, they have the one that works the cigarette line, mm-hmm. uh, and Helga in the heater line is a Walmart staple. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely, heater Helga, they call her. My story is from Shepherdsville, Kentucky. 
A woman called 911 to report crimes. She told the dispatcher that a male was standing outside his house, naked, has a robe covering part of his body, he is exposing himself, and he has a hose between his legs. This was apparently at the neighbor's house. She must not be very well acquainted with her neighbor because when officers arrived at the Shepherdsville home, they found a mannequin displaying the infamous scene from Christmas Vacation of Cousin Eddie. The homeowner said everybody, whose name is Joni Keeney, said everybody has a cousin Eddie in their family. Everybody. I just want people to have a good Christmas and get a laugh. Well, apparently your neighbor who can't mind their own business thought somebody was doing nefarious things in your yard. And apparently they watch less movies than I do because this is the most obvious thing I've ever seen in my life. Stop calling the cops on your neighbors, okay? Cops are cut thin enough anyway. If somebody's standing neck in their yard, let them stand neck in their yard, okay? <laughs> There's a robe covering all the things. That's not crimes. I was going to say, but, but, but that, that wind gust comes, and you're going to get to see more of Daryl than you want to. Well, if, you would, if a wind gust had blown here, you would have just seen what looks like an oversized Barbie, okay? Because it's a mannequin. Maybe pay attention before you call the cops. So this is not necessarily don't do crimes. This is mind your own damn business. What are you, a cop? I also I think we need that on a shirt, too. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Hey, I go to church, just not during televised sporting events. It is ESPN Asheville, and uh, yeah, I feel like um, I feel like Christmas Eve services at churches might be a little, little spotty in attendance. A little light this year. With all of the uh, goings on in the NFL on Saturday. I'll just go Sunday. Uh, I, you're missing nothing in that slate. It's very true. But, but, of course, that would be in the morning. Usually, typically, you would have the Christmas Eve service would be in the evening. And that's going to be right in the thick of the Saturday action. So, I don't know. I think in I think I heard in Dallas they've actually many of the big churches have moved their stuff to the afternoon, so you don't you don't conflict with the Cowboys kickoff. Smart move on their part. But tonight, 
we have Thursday night football. That's right. That's right. We got the Jaguars and the New York J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. This line has moved in a very strange way. And I don't even kind of get it. Okay, where did it start? It started as basically a pick 'em. Now the Jets are a two and a half point favorite, and I don't understand that. Really? I don't get it. Maybe it's because of the weather. It's going to be so cold. It's going to be uh, rainy. Well, the cold is really not going to be a problem. It'll be somewhere in that 35 to, to 40 range. So the the cold, yeah, I mean, yes, that's cold and it's wet. And I get it. The weather will be an issue, but it won't be the cold. I just don't really understand how you think the Jets are going to score. I mean, look, this Jacksonville defense, there's no um, – oh, the name just went right out of my head. And I should know this because he played for my team. They're, they're run-stuffing uh, defensive tackle. Fadakasi. Uh, Foley Fadakasi. Uh, he's out tonight. And if you look at this team with him and without him, without him, they're one of the worst run-stuffing teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So I guess Vegas thinks the Jets are just going to run it down their throat and ask Zach Wilson to do very little. No Trayvon Walker either. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is still a little banged up, but he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just think Trevor in, in weather, it's not going to be as effective. Better of, defense in, in bad weather. Yeah, I think all of that is – it's an amalgamation of all of those things. Because, I mean, yes, we've seen Trevor do this turnaround here in the last five, six weeks. But do we expect that it's going to continue? This is going to be an offense that's still high-flying. The Jaguars have also been really bad on the road. I mean, going up against Sauce Gardner and, and DJ Reed, that's not going to be fun for Trevor Lawrence. No. You throw in the weather as well, plus the uh, toe injury may not be uh, 100%. I get nobody's 100% at this time of the year anyway, but still, I, I could see it. I mean, I'll I'll take Jacksonville plus the two and a half. You'll have to wait till the next segment to see who I take. Uh, yeah. I'll give you all the banger picks. For the game Nobody tonight. has been less accurate on the New York Jets than me. Mm-hmm. If I take them, they lose. If I don't take them, they win. Maybe you can deduce that. It might, it might play into my decision a little bit. Yeah. I'm still not buying into your offense. Now well, see how you can. Well, you shouldn't. Mike White is the better alternative at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think next week you're going to see a real – if you're the Jets and you win this game, because the Jets need this – exponentially more than Jacksonville does. Jacksonville's path to the playoffs is win the division, mm-hmm. especially now with, with no Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, what they have left. I don't see any way, no matter what happens tonight, I don't see any way that that last game between the Titans and the Jaguars doesn't determine the division. The Jets lose tonight, it's over. You're done like dinner. You yep. will lose every tiebreaker. You will need so much help that it is. it, it would almost be unfathomable how many things you would need. Mm-hmm. But if you can get through tonight, you get you come out of the night with a win, you're eight and seven, play the Seattle Seahawks next week. You got a you got a real shot. Maybe it's the cynical Jets fan in me. Maybe I've just done this too many times. Mm-hmm. You get so close and yet so far away. Lucy has pulled the football out from underneath me too many times. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson going up against a pretty I mean, is stout the right word to use for that secondary? It is an improving defense. 
You saw Rayshon Jenkins come up with a big play last week to get them the win in overtime against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Tyson Campbell has been on way more of these Pro Bowl snub lists than I Which thought he would stupid. be. That's stupid. I saw that too. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how, and they talk about how daunting he's what he's been asked to do, and he had to defend Devontae Adams. You mean in that half where Devontae Adams had 150 yards receiving at halftime? <laughs> right. But he's a good player. He's fine. This is going to be a sludge fest because it will be raining. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I it, in, in situations like this, I defer to the better quarterback, the better coach. Yeah. And to me, that's not even close. And to you, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just I just wanted to clarify where you were going with that. This feels like a game that probably ends up somewhere in the, I'll say, 13 to 10 range. Mm-hmm. I mean, the over-under here is 36 and a half. And that feels like an absolute layup. New York Jets, still a two-and-a-half-point favorite, though, tonight against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, playing their backup quarterback. Oh, but at least he got the motorized scooters. He got all of his linemen motorized scooters for did Christmas. He really? he did really? Well, good for him. That, that, that seems weird. Uh, that it was a, It's a weird choice. It's. I mean, I, I get, like, watches and things like that, but scooters for giant offensive linemen. That's going to look really weird out on the roadways. A hundred percent. Like a watermelon riding a Ritz cracker. Fun. That's, that is one of the most interesting analogies you have ever made. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I, I mean, it's like backup. It, it's backup quarterback week. In the oh, NFL. no doubt. We have so many of them. So many Trace McSorley, yeah. Gardner Minshew. Right. Trace McSorley, Desmond Ritter, Tyler Huntley, Brett Rippon. We're going to do that again. That's going to be fun. Now you've got um, Nick Foles with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you have weeks like this, but I feel like, I mean, it's not going to hurt anything. No, well, I mean, I mean, it's not you... going to hurt like viewership. I mean, there might be. Oh, this is one of those weeks that you're going to sit around on Christmas Eve watching football, just going, "Why am I doing this to myself?" <laughs> We're in the midst of Snowmageddon 2022. Right. It's cold. It's gross. But it's football, mm-hmm. and we're going to watch it. I will say, if you're playing in the finals for Battle of the Belt, and you see somebody that's going to have a productive week you should probably shoehorn that guy in your lineup no matter what it does. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis starting at quarterback this week for the Tennessee Titans. This is also a stat, that, and I, I hinted at this yesterday, but now with where the line sit, if there is not a massive line movement, this will be the lowest combined over-unders in a 16-game week in NFL history. Wow. Modern NFL history. We've yeah. only tracked these things since, I think, it's 1989. Mm-hmm. This will be the lowest projected scoring week ever. Well, because you have so many games that are going to be played in the path of Winter Storm Elliott. Which means I, th- I think you have to kind of lean on games that aren't in that or lean on the running backs in those games. Mm-hmm. This is a three running back week, period. 
I couldn't get to 10 receivers to put in my player pool because so many of these games are played outside. Mm-hmm. And, and in the cold like that, I just I, – I'm, I'm not doing it. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Are we ready to call this thing? We have all of the we, – we, we have the votes in. I feel like there's no hope for Die Hard. We have 12 more minutes of show left. Yeah. And we don't need that much of a rally. Die Hard could still win this thing, okay. but we need votes, people. All right. He's, he's, he's not ready to call it just yet. 66% to 34% believe that Home Alone is a better Christmas movie than Die Hard. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can vote in the poll Jeremy's not going to get his way, but he's going to take every last second he can to try to prove a point that nobody else is on his side. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at Asheville Outlets as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations. Donate online or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Outlets so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this season since man created roads they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there that's where outlaw off-road comes in a premier off-road center for jeeps trucks and suvs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be check out their location right here in western north carolina at 85 avery creek road call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money... You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Thursday night football. My New York Jets host the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jets are a two and a half point favorite for some reason. Over under is 36 and a half. Uh, I don't like the Jets in this spot because they need this game too much. And maybe I'm being cynical. Maybe I'm letting 30 years of Jet fandom cloud my judgment. Because I understand why Vegas is so much on the Jets. This leans to them. Bad weather takes the ball out of Zach Wilson's hand. But at the same time, I'm looking at it going, the last time I saw Zach Wilson in bad weather was probably the worst offensive performance I've seen from an NFL football team in the last 10 years. So I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the two and a half. They went out right under the 36 and a half. And you can take those to badus.com. Use our promo code Sportsocracy. And while you're there... You get a couple prop bets that I'm pretty fond of. Uh, the first one is Travis Etienne under 70 and a half rushing yards. This is a good Jets defense. They know exactly what is coming, and they will one-on-one leave Christian Kirk 
and Zay Jones and go, Trevor, Goldilocks, my friend, if you can beat us, more power to you. But I don't think you can. Mike Garofolo just tweeted out, the, weather, the weather's not that bad right now, but it's getting worse by the second, mm-hmm. and it's going to be real bad by kickoff. Uh, the other thing I really like, over 59.5 total rushing yards for Zonovan Knight. Again, take those wagers over to badass.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you can put into the account, up to $2,500. Lots of free play money there being made available to you by betus.com. Again, the promo code is SPORTSOCRACY. Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, kick off week 16 in the NFL. Ah, and we're almost there, Jeremy. One more day left before the Christmas break. Well, I mean, I have to be here Saturday morning, too. So I'm basically at 36 hours from, well, 30, no, 42 hours from Christmas vacation. Hashtag math is hard. But, yes, you are correct. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be quite the, quite the fun weekend. Hope that everybody has a Merry Christmas. And I hope more importantly, you're all able to join us tomorrow right here in the Angle studio at three o'clock when it will be a football Friday. Uh, go to our social medias after the show. We will have all of the elite eight matchups in the, uh, Merry Madness bracket. I, I officially have to concede defeat. Home Alone has vanquished my favorite Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Yes, indeed. So you end up with A Christmas Story, Die Hard, Elf. Uh, no, Home Alone, not Die Hard. Oh, excuse Die me. Hard was vanquished. Home Alone, uh, Elf, Christmas Vacation, The Grinch, Charlie Brown, Bad Santa, and The Santa Claus advancing to the next round. I, I feel like bad santa is the saint peters that is here to just upset the bracket and be crowned the greatest christmas movie of all time as long as it's not l for a christmas story i really don't care as long as any of the other six i don't care which one it is charlie mm-hmm. brown i don't care just not those two just awful please don't make me put you're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Enjoy Thursday night football tonight. It's going to be gross weather-wise, but it is going to be playoff atmosphere type football. It is a must win for both of these teams. It's a must win for the New York Jets. It's a would be a nice win for the Jaguars. That's a collision course for the division, but if the Jets lose tonight, it's over. Yeah, Jets definitely need to turn around after losing four out of their last five ball games, and the only win you got in that stretch is against the Chicago Bears. Fun stuff. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 3.